Welcome to SolveCast, where we provide you short, detailed answers to solve the questions that matter most to you. I'm your host for today, Chris Clues, and my guest is Frank King. On this episode, we're going to be talking about social distancing and staying sane, which also happens to be the title of a keynote that my guest Frank gives to audiences around the world. Frank, thanks so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and expertise around the topic of social distancing and staying sane? Yes, I'm a mental health comedian. And people go, a comedian talking about, so actually I talk about depression, thoughts of suicide. Uh, runs in my family, my grandmother, my great aunt, my mom. I came close enough to killing myself. I can tell you what the barrel of my gun tastes like. Spoiler alert, I did not pull the trigger. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that's patently obvious. I started in comedy in 85, did comedy for 10 years on the road. Did a little radio that got into corporate speaking, the rubber chicken circuit doing comedy at conventions, but I always wanted to contribute you know, teach somebody something, uh, make a living and a difference. So when I came close to killing myself in 2010, the height of recession after a chapter seven bankruptcy, I thought I can talk about mental health. That'll be my topic. And I became the mental health comedian. I've been speaking on suicide prevention ever since. And I've got five TEDx talks now all on mental health. Well, I mean, obviously your background's amazing and I appreciate that you connected with me on LinkedIn a few years ago, and you've been super helpful helpful to me. So I really, really appreciate it. And we couldn't ask for a better person to talk to us today about this idea of social distancing and what it's ha- what how people are um, approaching it and what's happening to them through this time. So one of the things that you and I discussed before the podcast was a few things that people can do to stay sane during the time of social distancing. What are some important ways that we can solve for the issue of staying sane during this time? You had mentioned five laws, gamification, things like that. Yeah, first thing you got to do is is um, realize that a lot of people right now are having what's called situational depression. They, 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 it's not genetic, it's not chemical, it's just based on the situation, the pandemic, because they wake up every morning in an uncertain world. Uh, the subtitle of that keynote, by the way, is um, social distancing and staying sane. Don't worry about your mentally ill friends, uh, because what I'm about to tell you is something that we do every day, pandemic or no. Um, it's important that you uh, have a safe or self-care plan. And my self-care plan is uh, is five things. Diet, I'm on the keto diet and I do uh, intermittent fasting. Um, exercise, I got some you know stretchy bands, I got an old uh, Nordic track. Um, good night's sleep, and we'll come back to how that plays in um, in a minute on another tip. Um, medication, if indicated, and meditation. Uh, medication, by the way, if you, and I would say if you are, you know, think, hey, I may be depressed, have a telehealth, mental health, you know, um, evaluation. And if, if medication's indicated, there's now a cheek swab DNA test. They take your DNA, they put it up against a long list of antidepressants, and they tell you which couple will work best with your metabolism. So diet, exercise, good night, sleep, meditation, medication. Also something called gamification. This is how I get out of bed some mornings when I don't want to get out of bed. It's a game. I make a list of six things, uh, to-do list. And when I scratch off number six, Chris, I scratch off number six, I can go back to bed, pull the covers over my head and binge watch Netflix because I win. (laughs) Um, And I don't care if it's three in the afternoon, broad daylight. That's gamification. Make a game out of getting out of bed. Because forward motion is not an antidote for depression, anxiety, stress, but it does, it is palliative. palliative. It does help. So self-care plan, gamification. They talk to a guy in space guy who spent a year in the space station, pretty much all by himself, except when they were delivering groceries. How, they said, did you make it 
in that kind of social distancing, like light years. He said one word, routine. Yeah. He said, you gotta, gotta go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time, have your meal at the same time, meditation same time, exercise same time, your Netflix binging. And uh, I would also add to that, you know, keep your media consumption to an hour or so a day um, and, and pick your sources. I tend to listen to the governor and the mayor because they're on the ground here in Oregon. So let's review. Self-care plan, diet, exercise, good night's sleep, medication, meditation, gamification, make a game out of it. And third, routine. And, and, and the thing about routine is, is you're controlling the things you can control and you just have to let the rest of it go. And that's what people with mental illness often find themselves doing. Like I can't, you know, you get stressed out, you get anxious, you get worried. You got to forget about things you cannot control and just control the things you can. And that's great advice for all of us, by the way. It took me years to figure out that, you know, I just, to not understand there are things you can control and things that you can't. And so um, focus on the things that you can control and, uh, and, and then organize yourself and get disciplined in certain areas. And so it took me some time to do that, but this is great advice for all of us. So yeah, and the, the silver lining is Chris, a lot of people who kind of poo-pooed depression in the past because you can't see it are now living with depression situationally. I think they'll have a whole new respect for me after all this is over. Oh man, <laughs> I get that depression thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I, you know, I know friends who are working virtually right now and they haven't done that before. And some of them live alone. So what can they do? I mean, I've, you've talked about this, the gamification, the five laws, the forward motion. So maybe honestly, what, what could their employers do to help them solve the issues that they're facing with social distancing? Because there are the things that you just discussed an individual can do, but then there's also things that the employers can do to help their employees who are feeling this right now and maybe feel isolated and alone, and they're unsure of when they're gonna get back to the office and when they're gonna feel the energy of other people and that kind of thing. Well, number one, I think they need to be as transparent as possible with where the business stands and where the business is going. One of the best things Google did this past month or so, they told, I think 40% of the employees, look, you folks are not coming back to this building until June 1. Okay, and I can settle in at home, not worrying there's gonna be next week, the yeah. week after. Uh, second thing is, um, the, he, he hear this all the time. Um, he killed himself and I had no indication. Here's something you could do over Zoom. One of the, one of the um, most glaring signs of depression is letting your personal hygiene go. So if you log, you're, you're the boss, you're the HR, you're the, you know, the team leader and you log on and, and it's not just COVID casual like I'm wearing today. It's a little unshaven, hair's kind of dirty, clothes aren't as clean as normal. They may be having trouble dragging themselves out of bed in the morning. So also if they turn up late for a meeting but kind of rally in the afternoon, that's a sign they may be living with depression. So it's, these are things you can actually see and hear over Zoom. Uh, that they may be struggling with depression. If by chance you spot that, here's the question you have to ask. Are you having thoughts of suicide? Just like that. Yeah. Because eight out of 10 people who are struggling and having thoughts of suicide are ambivalent. They want somebody to ask that question. Yeah, and so for the, from the employer's perspective in solving this, helping to solve this issue, it's A, it's paying attention, and then B, it's having programs available for people that they can you know, reach out to and saying, not, here's how we can help you, and here are the things, some of the things that you can do. I know in the past working for employers where they had hotlines and they had places that you could call and different counselors that you could work with if you were feeling depressed. Well, here's the thing. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to advocate physically, you know, maybe through the portal at your, your um, you know, the, at the, at the, with your doctor, ask questions about your physical health. 
And if you're, if you're struggling mentally, reach out, HR, ask about the EAP, what are my mental health benefits, and do that telemedicine and just get evaluated. You know, find out what it is that's going wrong. Yeah. Because you know, if you've never been depressed, you may not recognize the symptoms. So um, that this kind of leads me into a bigger uh, question as well. So a bigger group of people. And you mentioned it earlier about talking about the governor and the mayor being on the ground. And that's who you pay attention to with the things that are going on in the news and in your life. But how about what the community can do? Uh, you're involved in the community in terms of reaching out to people or making, you know, finding out, looking for people and seeing the signs, that type of thing. Are there things that the community can do to help out as well? Yes. When you're in contact with people and, you know, we're more connected than we ever have been. FaceTime, uh, Zoom, uh, pick up the old fashioned phone and call somebody. Here's what I recommend you do. Rather than say, hey, listen, if there's anything you ever need, you know, be proactive. Go look. Do you need to run into the grocery store, the pharmacy? Do you need, do you need somebody to walk the dog, give you a break? You, you know, make suggestions. You listen, your grass is getting long. Can I come over and cut the grass? You know, so rather just go anything, anytime you ever need anything, give me a call, make, make, suggest things that you think they might need um, while they are, you know, because it may be quarantined. They may just be socially isolating. They may be depressed and that's why the grass has gotten long. So, you know, be proactive and suggest things you are willing to do. That's great advice. And, you know, we, and if we can all get back to being more neighborly, that would be a really awesome thing. So that's excellent advice. Um, kind of wrapping up, I, I really, this is a really important question for me because I'm super curious about your answer here, but what do you hope that we all learn from this time right now in terms of mental wellness? This is something that none of us have ever really been through uh, in, as, as a population. So what do you hope that we learn from this? Well, I mentioned earlier, I yeah. hope because a lot of people are situationally depressed and they, they've never been in that state before, that they'll have a whole new respect. Because again, you cannot see mental illness. So, you know, there's a lot of this pull yourself up by bootstraps, turn that frown upside down, choose joy. And now they're in a situation where, they, like me, unless you're talking about uh, dishwashing liquid, ain't no choosing joy. It's just the way, it's just the way I wake yeah. up every morning. So. Yeah, I think that I think a whole new respect for people with mental illness. It'll reduce the stigma, uh, perhaps bullying, and uh, could could lower the suicide rate, which is going to be important because it's beginning to climb. Yeah. Well, listen, Frank, I really appreciate your time. You gave us some great advice on staying sane during social distancing, as well as how we can solve for uh, mental illness and 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 help people get mentally well, um, not just in their communities but also in their workplace. Is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? Yes, the last time I was severely depressed was, and I see over your shoulder, that's the blockbuster from Ben, the last yes, blockbuster in the world. Yeah, the last time I was seriously depressed, Chris, was when I had, I just bought a potload of blockbuster stock and Netflix came online. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I put this as my background for you because I knew that you were in Oregon and uh, I was lucky enough you know, in, in, in my world to be able to visit that last blockbuster on earth that they've now turned into an Airbnb, which I've got to do. So uh, yeah. that would be amazing. Listen, yeah, I appreciate, well, what's that? Go ahead, Frank. There's a deal, yeah. I'm glad this phrase is left the vernacular. Be kind, rewind. Hey, you know, that can work in life right now too. <laughs> That's blockbuster, right. you know. Well, thank you very much, Frank. I really appreciate it. It means so much to me that you would come on and spend your time with us. And uh, do you want to just tell people quickly where they can find you? Yeah, if you're um, suicidal, call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you're having a bad day, call a crazy person. And here's my phone number, 
5653. And if you just type the mental health comedian into your Google search, you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Frank. I appreciate it. Great Bye advice. Thanks.